0: Welcome to the Built Different Podcast. I am your host, Will May, team leader and real estate coach at Keller Good at Omaha. And I am pumped for today's conversation because I have one of my good friends from the industry and um, younger leaders um, in the industry helping impact lives, Byron Thompson, Thank you for coming on today love it i'm pumped to be here dude yeah thanks for having me absolutely i've had so many great conversations i've had you on panels we've golfed together so i know how your brain works and what your purpose in this industry is so i align with that really really well love it so we're going to talk all things training maybe some scripts discipline everything that you embody i'm here let's do it all right let's rock and roll (laughs) um cool so i start with a few questions first one i ask with everything you've kind of been through in life right um, and, and the stuff that you've had to you know, go through to get to where you're at today. If you could write a book today, what would you write about? Man, honestly, it would, be a,
1: it would be a really quick read and it'd be really short excerpts. So if I could write a book today, it would 100% be timely reminders. It would be a book of timely reminders. Everything that I really use in order to do well in my life today is stuff that I learned when I was young, man. When I was in middle school and elementary school, they say everything that you need to know, you learn by second grade. Um, that's pretty much true. So it'd be some timely reminders that just, they just hit me at the right time and uh, some things that I just needed at different points in my life to just to be reintroduced. So yeah. it'd be a book of timely reminders for
0: that, sure. That's awesome. And that it makes complete sense for who you are and, yeah. and how you operate and the discipline that's inside of your life. Everybody I, I know is close to you knows how disciplined you are. So we'll talk about that a little bit today, but that makes a lot of sense. I love it. It's awesome. I love it. Um, number two is what, from the agent perspective and, and even maybe clients, like what's the biggest misconception of being a realtor?
1: The biggest misconception of being a realtor,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um, can I be honest with you? Yeah. Yeah. The biggest misconception is that there are business problems. Hmm. That is 100% the biggest misconception. Um, There are no business problems. There are 100% a lot of you problems that show up in your business. And uh, I think when when I really understood that, it helped catapult me in a lot of different ways as a salesperson, as a leader, as somebody who's trying to build uh, inside this real estate industry. and so yeah that's the truth there's just no business problems
0: what are some of those things that we see and we put the blame on right what are those business problems you're talking about how do those show up
1: oh man it's too easy so like the market is slow or people aren't buying because of interest rates or um i don't want to be salesy so i don't use scripts or like whatever there are a number of them um like this, this the popular one which is like the market's slow and there's no deals right so i would challenge anybody who's listening especially if you're a real estate agent please do this seriously pause this podcast and go do this. Go to the MLS right now and pull up any one week period in the history of the MLS. I promise you, you will see closings. Yes. If you pull up sold sales for any one week period, there are closings. Understand if there are only 40 closings in a week, you only need one or two in a week consistently to make a really good income. Most agents aren't selling 50 houses a year. If you got one of those every week, you'd be doing really, really well. So um, the market slow is a perception for the public and a great headline to sell newspapers, but uh, it is not an actual business problem. That's a you problem. If yeah. you had one of the 40, you wouldn't care what the market's doing.
0: That That's about as true as it gets. We were just talking about this. So it's funny you said that right now because um, you're doing pretty well in our industry, like industry, industry standard above average, if you're selling 20 plus units.
1: 20 is cooking. You're top 5%. Right? Yeah. Like, See? So you're
0: yeah. top 5%. And what people don't understand is that even though we've seen the de- decrease in units, there's a, in the four surrounding counties over 22, 23,000 units. We need 20 to 30 of them. It's absolutely possible to go get those.
1: Yeah, not only is it possible, but you could go get your 20 or 30. You could bring 50 of your closest friends. You could all get your 20 or 30 and none of you guys are making a dent in this. There is plenty for everybody. It's literally unlimited. There are no business problems.
0: Abundance, that's good. Amen. That's good, right off the bat. Okay, um, and then finally, when it comes to the market where we're at, so you kind of touch on it a lot already, yeah. like the market's slow, this, that, and the other. Uh, what do you see happening over the past six months and then what we're working and going into?
1: Yeah, this is great. So. Um, I, got a, I get a little bit of a reputation as like a Nostradamus around our real estate office because I, I call out some of these things and uh, I'm lucky enough to see they came into real life. So the beginning of this year, I called this year the year of the producer, right? And really what it's looking like, it's going to be not just the year of the producer, the age of the producer. So what does that mean? It means there's gonna be, yes, there's gonna be less transactions, right? Like 15% less transactions every single year. Um, but with less transactions, that means there'll be more transactions per agent because all those people who are doing one or two deals are leaving the business. Mm-hmm. So there's just, when we talk about abundance, like your opportunity, if you are in the game, if you are focused, if you are distraction-free, your opportunity is enormous. So the people that are producing are going to be producing even more, even with less transactions or a slow market. So I'm pumped. Um, like Everybody on our team is like locked in. We are laser-focused. And um, it's really, it's just really, really good. It's, the truth is there's gonna be more opportunity for the people who stay focused and don't get distracted. That's right, so.
0: I mean, we're seeing so many agents have career best years. It's a fact. In and, and this market that it's hard to sell houses in, right? No, we just have to have a much more systematic approach to how we do what we do, Mm-hmm. right? I was talking about this earlier too, when, when you think about your database and the folks that you're, you're communicating your message to, specifically yeah. whether it's team or individual, there's only three reasons why you're not connecting with them or hitting your units or your referrals out of that is frequency, authenticity, or value. Mm-hmm. Where they're not communicating with enough, we're not being ourselves mm-hmm. and bringing our personality to them. Or number three, we might not be saying the right things. Yeah. If we have a database full of first-time homebuyers and we're talking about luxury to them, the mm-hmm. value's wrong. We've got to switch the messaging up a little <laughs> bit. Yeah, There's a structured way to do this, right? And I know you guys do a lot of these things in your training. Um, so I should have probably started this conversation with co-owner of Meraki.
1: Yeah, sure.
0: No sucker, Why not? Right? We
1: didn't <laughs> 100%. start
0: with that. Um, And so, how big has your guys' team become? And you guys are having a career best year in a decreasing market. So, 100%. What's What's been the storyline there over the past two years, and how have you guys built what you've built?
1: Yeah, so um, obviously, two years ago when we started Meraki, um, the eighth iteration of Meraki, but uh, when we started Meraki two years ago, it was three agents. Um, I was one of the three agents and I was not selling real estate. So um, there were two agents selling real estate and today we are 14 agents selling real estate. So um, we'll do 170-ish transactions this year, um, which is up, last year we closed 102 exactly last year. So way up this year from last year. and not a session of not because of more like a tremendous amount more agents, but because we got laser focused on um, keeping momentum, getting momentum, and people just understanding how many opportunities there are for, for themselves. So, um, and I think you really just hit the nail on the head, which is having a systematic approach, right? The the number one thing that I really love to have people understand is, um, eighty over eighty percent of real estate agents who join the business have to get out of the business, right? There is a huge failure rate, and if you really think about this, it's not because people aren't smart. Like, there are a lot of smart people that get in the industry. It's not because people aren't necessarily capable. Like, mm-hmm. it is totally possible. Um, but if you really think about it, 90% of people who get in the business fail out of the business, which means you don't get to guess. All of those smart people who have really good ideas and are coming at it with a different approach and something fresh and something new, like, every one of those people has really good ideas that should make a lot of sense. And for whatever reason, almost all of those people fail, which means this business demands a very specific set of things, mm-hmm. and guessing is just not allowed. If you can tell by the numbers, guessing just doesn't work. So uh, if anybody's guessing and it's working, kudos to you, yeah. but like it, it's, you are one in, like one in every 10 people who tries that is gonna succeed, and that's, that's not great odds. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> you're seeing, now, listen, uh, the last two to five years has been simple. Yeah. So you could do a little bit of guessing, yeah. When the fair. market becomes a th- something that um, it takes skill sets, yeah, and structure. That's when we see the filtering process, which yeah. is what you talked about this year being. 100.
1: percent. Right. Yep. So
0: that's the entire. That's the entire game is is figuring out like what have the past. What are the greats done? Like how we would say in sports. Right. Yep. There's a method to this madness.
1: 100. percent
0: And there's not that many. It's not rocket science.
1: It's not rocket science. And uh, I had a great coach one time, Greg Harrelson, and he told me. When the tide goes out, you find out who's swimming naked. That's right. Who's been out here guessing and has no idea what's going on? Yeah. Who's not doing any of the stuff that we're supposed to be doing? And uh, there's a lot of people swimming with no swim trucks on, if you know what I mean. That's so right. So you find that out when uh, when the market slows down. There's a
0: growth season. That's what's happening right now. Amen. So um, something I think anybody listening should focus on, you guys do this, I'm sure, really well, is a systematic approach to follow-up. Mm-hmm. So... Um, I don't know how you guys look at follow up. Are you guys more like zero? Thir- I do. We do zero 30, 30, 90, 90 plus. Is that what? What's your guys' I love system? love it. It's oh. very
1: similar. So it's three buckets. It's a hot, warm, cold. It's zero to sixty is your hot. These are people who could sign a deal in the next two months. It is your um, anywhere from two months to twelve months. These are your warm. These are people that you want to stay in front of and understand their timeline. And then there's cold. These are just people who know you, like you, trust you, and would use you if they didn't love their house already. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> so um, there's that referral bucket. So we kind of look at it in that way: zero to two months. Two to twelve months, and then everybody
0: else. Good, yeah, I love it. Bucket. And so, when you look at those different buckets, what's happened over the past, you know, five years, where the market was a little bit uh, more simple, mm-hmm. was leads were coming into your guys's hot. Mm-hmm. Hot, warm, cold, right? It'll so they're coming right in, the hot. in the hot bucket. <laughs> so it's simple. You raise your hand. I'm going to go help you. We'll transact business and we'll keep moving. Well, now that we've seen interest rates go up and the decrease in units because of affordability and uh, average price point goes up, now we have people coming in to the C bucket, the cold bucket, right. the ninety plus, the year plus, right? And what nobody's ever figured out in terms, which is why Zillow and all these, you know, these yeah, bigger under- companies do well is um, how to follow up and speak to your people to move them through a pipeline. That's it basic sales, right? But for some reason in real estate, we haven't figured that piece out. So are you guys getting ahead of that? And are you guys focusing on that pretty consistently now?
1: Yeah, 100%. And I think the the messaging is what you just said is 100% the key to it, which is understanding if you're a real estate agent, you are a salesperson, which means you should probably follow some sort of a sales process in order to get people from the beginning of cold thinking about real estate or have no desire to be in real estate, but I better know somebody in real estate all the way to... I could do something in the next couple of weeks. So yeah, maintaining that relationship throughout that entire process, um, I think that's where the 90% of real estate agents yes. miss is there's a sales job inside of this title yeah. of real estate agent, so for sure.
0: The sales timeline is no longer 12 weeks. You know, like you have, you have to nurture people for a year and some change, and if you do that over time, that's what builds a great, a great business. Amen. That's big, and so um, as you guys go into next year, yeah, no, sir. Thomas, what's happening? What are we getting into?
1: Oh man, dude. Um, so next year, god, how deep can I get on this? Like, can, go, I, be, can I be very transparent go. about this? Yep, yeah. So, um, when the tide goes out, you find out who's swimming naked, mm-hmm. right? That means like over the next year, as a real estate agent, you better damn well have some skills, like, you better be able. To have a conversation with somebody you don't met or you've never met Mm -hmm. and be able to put them in one of these buckets so that they can start a sales pipeline. Um, Like, you really need to be prepared as a real estate agent to have 20 people at all times, like, ready to do something in order to get three or four of them to actually transact on a house um, month in and month out. Like, the number of people that you're gonna have to talk to has to go way up. Like we're going old school now. Like the number of people you got to talk to is going to have to go way up. The number of people you have to have ready to do something is going to have to go way up. Your ability to go out and find people who you don't already know has got to go way up because you don't know where these transactions are coming from. So your network has to be bigger. Your ability to catch people inside of your world has to become bigger. Um, And just the truth is like, you have the ability to do it and it's gonna take some old school tactics just to, like I said, ramp up the number of people you talk to and your ability to get those people to stay around you and magnetize them to you. So that's, that's where we're going. Um, and what's gonna happen with the market? Nobody knows what's gonna happen with the market, but what traditionally happens is during election years, economics tend to be favorable for people to be able to buy and transact. Mm-hmm. So there could be a big wave of uh, consumers coming back into the market. And you as a real estate agent, whoever owns all those relationships, when people get ready to come back into the market, those people are gonna do really, really, really well next year. Yeah. So um, that's what I say, build relationships. The more people you talk to now, building up that, those opportunities mm-hmm. and those
0: relationships for later, that's where all the opportunities are gonna come from. Everything you just said is, is so important to, as we go into 2024. Um, The market has seasonality just like our years do. Yeah. And they might be over seven to 10 years, but it's no different than the one year where people don't transact as much in the winter. Yeah, exactly. You're right. We stop working during that time. We've got to stay focused on what you just talked about. So talking to more people. How are you guys? What's your messaging to your team right now? What what numbers are you tracking? How many folks per day? Like what's kind of your recommendation there?
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. So as a baseline for everybody, what I tell people is, however many deals you wanna do next year, that's how many people you should talk to every single day. Like it's pretty, and the numbers work out pretty well if you ran them out versus how many people you have to talk to to get an appointment and break it all the way down, it literally works. How many you talk to on average per day is how many deals you're gonna do next year. So that's what we have everybody shooting for. I want everybody to be in the 20 to 25 plus club. but some people generally don't have aspirations for that, and that's totally okay. That's right. right? You've got to do what's in line with the, um, where you want your life to be. So um, from a contact standpoint, however many you want to do next year, that many every single day, day in and day out. Right? And you just mentioned it, seasonality. You know what season this is? This is separation season right now. Yep. So this is the season where everybody has their eye off of the ball. So we call it separation season because right around this October time frame, this flu season, everybody's, everybody's at home sick or they're homesick with kids, right? And then we need about a week to get ready because we got Halloween costumes, we gotta get ready for next year, or for, not for next year, but for next week and for um, the vacations that are coming and we gotta do all that. And then, you know, I've got Thanksgiving coming up, so I've gotta get my travel plans ready and I gotta get everybody coming into town um, and I gotta prepare my meal. So I need to take at least two to three weeks off to get ready for one meal, instead of taking the afternoon off to get ready for the meal. Um, And then, you know, I'm a little tired still from the turkey I ate at Thanksgiving, so I'm gonna hold off for a couple weeks. And then while the holidays are coming and I don't wanna bother people close to Christmas, so I'm not gonna call anybody, I'm not gonna do anything. Um, And I've gotta get ready for Christmas myself, so I gotta get my travel plans ready. So now we've gone three months and we haven't taken our time to focus on our business just because of these holidays and these distractions. And it happens every year to hundreds and hundreds of real estate agents, not just here, but nationwide. Like this is 100% a thing across the nation. And this is the season, everybody just took their eye off the ball for three months. So the people who stay distraction free and get really laser focused right now, like those are the people who are winning all of those relationships. And they will be the ones who have all those relationships when the tide comes back in. And uh, when the market opportunities are favorable again, Mm The person who's been here all of separation season, you're separating by building up all those relationships that then turn into opportunities when the market comes back. So um, yeah, this is separation season and that's the messaging that we're giving to our team. I love it. And uh, people are in the office and it's exciting because we get to drive by real estate offices where parking lots are empty. That's right. You know what I mean? You're exactly right. uh, it's, It's just that's some of the messaging that we give and it's just encouraging, it's, it's enthusiastic, like this is the greatest time of
0: year for real estate. Right create
1: and, movement. To create momentum. That's right. Amen.
0: Separation season seems to be something that you know, both our organizations live by, we die by, right? right? So like, this is something that's really important to us. How long have you been doing that?
1: Uh, we, we've been doing it for about five years inside okay. of just our culture but definitely the last two years very heavy now that we've got other people dependent on us to share okay. that message. So.
0: I'll let you answer this question and I know the results of this but tell me what if you if you were to take a different approach this holiday season, separation season and, and just don't take time off be the solo one in the office you know and, and putting the work in and continuing to communicate and talk with your people, what happens in January February?
1: Oh, man. The truth is in January and February, all of your goals for next year come true based on what happens in that time. You set yourself up, you get so far ahead because all of the truth is results, especially in this industry, they come at the end of a 90 day cycle, right? So all the work you put in in January, even if you start in January 1st, which most agents don't start until pretty close to Martin Luther King Jr. Day, (laughs) um, but uh, Even if you started going hard in January, those results don't show up till March, April, May. Like you're not getting your checks and your momentum really rolling until at the end of the 90 day cycle. So that's why it's so important we talk about that separation season now because you've got goals for 2024 and um, you have the biggest first quarter you've ever had. You'll be amazed at what that does for the rest of the year, not just for you mentally, but then for the work that you have to put in to actually achieve your goals um you see like i said for our organization we almost were able to double in size or in um number of units, units that we do this yeah. year we we're almost double specifically because we took separation season very serious last year yeah and people showed up and the results they showed up right behind it 100 percent.
0: i mean isn't that so important so when you talk about uh, the things that you should be doing during separation season in order to succeed what are those activities that an agent should be doing in November December? Yeah. How we talked about talking to people, right? 100%. I, I, that, that's literally our job. So if you're coming to work on a day-to-day basis, all the time, that's if it. you're coming to work every day and you haven't talked, done lead generation, to talk at least track your numbers and know how many folks you talk to, Yep, you'd fire yourself. Ye- most people, I promise people, you would. Promise <laughs> you're gonna, you're gonna, yes. If you're going to pay yourself to do a sales job and you're not talking <clears throat> to folks, you're probably not going to keep that person on too long. Correct. Right. So, what are some of the activities when it comes to skill building and training and different things that we should be focused on?
1: Yeah. So, um, a day not prospected is a day not worked. Like, and I was lucky enough to be born into um, my real estate career with that message being like pushed at me so often. Um, so naturally, it's the message that I know to communicate. So, um, what are those activities? What do they look like? It looks like every day you've got to be working on your skills. You've got to be role-playing, figuring out what do I say to these people if I ever get them on the phone, right? If we're talking about relationships or what is going to propel you to have a phenomenal year next year, mm-hmm. um, you better know what to say in order to build a relationship. You say the wrong things or you're trying to talk to somebody who you don't know and you don't, you're not able to convince, or not convince them, that's not the right way to say that. You're not able to communicate to them in a way that demonstrates that you can be of use to them at some point. Um, It limits your ability to find agents or find clients in open houses. Um, When you're cold calling, when you're sending out emails, when you're texting, when you're on social media, commenting on other people's content, like all of those things. Um, So one, you've got to know what to say. You better know what to say and how to say it in a convincing fashion because You might only get 30 seconds to make an impression on somebody Mm -hmm. and you don't get to get that back. So you better be working on your skills every day role playing. Um, You better be taking some time, intentional time, for lead generation to, again, talk to those people and see if you can build a relationship. Um, So those are the two things that we focus on the most in that season. Obviously, we talk a lot for conversations. We talk about um, appointments. We talk about contracts taken. Um, We talk about deals closed. Um, But in separation season, that's not the most important thing. The most important thing is the skills and the number of people you talk to because you can't necessarily control what everybody else's reaction to you doing uh, your job is going to be. Yep. What you can't control is you doing your job which is making yourself better because there are no business problems. You've gotta get better. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't wait for everything else to get better and then you've gotta put in the effort of just talking to the amount of people because you can't really control how they respond to it, what they say. Um, you have a degree of that with your skill set but um, you control what you can control especially in this season,
0: yeah, you're exactly right. When it comes to skill sets and having conversations, um, it's presenting value, yeah, consistently. And it doesn't matter the open house for seller owner, care call to your database. At the end of the day, they're all similar when it comes to I found a lead. Yeah, right. So the conversation intros are all different. Mm-hmm. At an open house is different than a for seller owner for sure. For sure. Once we get to a place where it's a lead, mm-hmm. the, the everything stays the same. You're asking questions to find a problem, to solve a problem set appointment. That's it. We talk about this stuff all the time, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Um so for you guys when it comes to uh Okay, training and skill sets. How often do you guys do oh, yeah. script and role-playing? So we do
1: script and role-play four days a week, Monday through Thursday. Uh, we do about 45 minutes of it every single week, week in and week out.
0: What does that look like right now? When, like, Are you guys practicing the same scripts every single day? Does those change on a day-to-day basis? Yeah,
1: it's a great question. So what we do, we take a very systematic approach to this, right? Mm-hmm. There's no accidents um, that people get better. So mm-hmm. what we do is every month we have one script, and we work on one script all month long. So the first week we work on Raps. just learning the script, learning the words. What are the words? Second week, you learn to learn what are people going to say back to you? Because the beauty of scripts is it makes these conversations very predictable. You begin to know what are people going to say? How will they respond to this? Mm-hmm. And now that you've only got one or two things, you've got to be prepared to respond to back. That's one of the reasons we love scripts. And one of the reasons why it is the one of the foundations of the 10% who make it right. You've got to know how to have these conversations. So, um, um so we're doing that for a whole month. We're doing the same script all month long, and then we're just adding nuance every single week. So one week is just learning the words. One week is getting really good at what are people going to say back to you. One week is handling objections in that script. And then the last piece of it is probably some nuance around techniques or closing or what happens when people throw you this curveball and how do you handle that. It's consistency. Um, It's consistency. And imagine you do that every week. You get really good by the end of the month. Oh, yeah. And then... Like you just said, once it becomes a lead, these conversations start to sound very similar. Um, And not even just once they become a lead, once you get halfway into this conversation, all of these conversations tend to sound very similar, which is what do you want, when do you want it, and do you want to do this with me? (laughs) At some point, that's what the conversation ends up sounding like. So um, you get really, really good at that. And every month when you get a new script, it might change a little bit in the intro. But at the meat of the conversation, you get really good at delivering that message um, of you need help. We found out what you need help with, and I think I can help you with that thing.
0: Exactly, so. You know, it's such a great, a big question I'm having folks asking uh, in their conversations right now is um, to figure out, because at the end of the day, the only, the best way to set an appointment at a high conversion rate is to solve a problem and say, this is the reason we're sitting down to solve this problem that you have. Yeah. Ask a question sometime in your six to 10 or whatever it is, questions that you're discovering what the issue is. Why do you think you haven't made this move yet? Yeah,
1: that's great.
0: You're directly asking, what's the what's your problem? That's it, what's your problem? <laughs> right? And then it's, <laughs> you guys, it's simple. It, it, it's not something that's it's rocket science. Why do you think you haven't made this move? Insert answer. One thing I do with all my clients in your situation is solve that problem. It's not gonna mm-hmm. sound like solve that problem. Yeah. One thing we do with all clients in your situation is we sit down and go over, bop, 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 would that be helpful? Yeah. Simple, it. right? So now you've taken your conversion from 20, 10, 20% on an appointment to 75% because you sat in there and asked questions and figured out what you could do to help.
1: I love this and I don't wanna go past this because you just brought up maybe the most important thing that people have to understand to survive in this market and in the next market to come, which is people are generally not moving because of money They're generally not moving because of the interest rates. They're generally not moving because of house prices. They're generally moving because they need to solve some sort of problem, right? And the way that we we articulate it on our team is there is some life circumstance that is causing you to move, Mm -hmm. right? Someone was born, someone passed away, someone is moving in, someone is moving out, um, I just got a new job, and I got a raise, I have more money to spend, I just got fired, I have a lot less money to spend. Yeah. Like, all, these are the things that are making people move, especially in this market, and if you understand that, you know now in this conversation, at some point we've gotta get there. Yeah. Like, yes. before, you might tell me all this great story about all these interest rates, like, listen, why why not just stay put for a while? I mean, interest rates are crazy, moving's kind of a pain, why not just stay put for a while? And what naturally has to happen is now you're gonna tell me about what's actually happening in your life. Actually, my son really needs to move down to Texas because he needs a special kind of physical therapy care that's only offered in Dallas. Great, now we have a reason to do this, now let's get moving. All the rest of that stuff becomes secondary. Because I promise you, housing is just too big of a decision to talk people into. Like, There's no magic words you're gonna say that are gonna talk people into doing stuff that they don't wanna do. Um, But at the heart of this, if they don't have a reason like that to move, they will find any excuse not to move. Mm-hmm. The driveway was too small. The, I'm, I'm telling you, this You're is the right. stuff that you hear, right? Like the bathrooms were too spread out. <laughs> uh, I want an open concept, define open concept. Yeah. Like it's, It is too big of a decision to talk people into. So they've got to have a real reason to want to do it. That's what gets people moving. And I promise you, even if you haven't discussed this with your clients, they have one of these reasons. And I would challenge every real estate agent who's listening to this, find out what that reason is. Because I bet you, you've even closed some deals and you didn't know what that reason was, but your clients had one.
0: Dang, that's spot on. (sighs) That was good. Now, here's the thing. When you look at agents that, people that don't make it, yeah. The skill sets aren't there. Yep. What happens? I always I always give this example. It's an extreme example, but when we're in script and role play, what happens is somebody comes in the open house mm-hmm. and you say, hey, do you have an agent? Sure. Are you looking to move? Yep. Yeah. And yet, uh, no, we don't have an agent or maybe they give a fake answer, right? <laughs> but the first thing we do is I want to sit down with you and tell you how great I am. We should, I'm a really good agent. And <laughs> we don't sound like that, but that's how we come off. Yeah, of course. Right? Yeah. But- let me Let me change your perspective on that from the agent base, like if your brother or sister came up to you and said, "I want to move, you wouldn't just say, "Oh my God, I want to sit down with you and let's make a move." You'd say, What about the kids? Where are they going to school? You'd start asking logical questions to see if this makes sense and this is okay with you. Yes, why are we not treating clients and leads that way yes
1: it's it's great because and you you hit it net right on the head and you do a good job delivering this message because you almost have to punch agents in the face with this because you have to understand how you sound in order to not do that kind of yeah. stuff. So you have to understand what you're asking, especially when you're cold calling or when you're running up to somebody in an open house, you're saying, hey, can you uproot your whole life so that I can have a commission check and pay my, pay my bills? That's it. You're asking somebody to do that. That's generally what the conversation sounds like. And um, if you don't really have that kind of a visceral reaction to that level of selfishness, um, you're not going to make it in this business anyway. You're going to have a really hard time getting clients, and you're going to wonder why you're beating your head against the wall every one of these conversations, and people are just not connecting with you. It's because you've never been more interested in what they need than interesting or trying to be interesting to them or make them think that you're great in some magical way for some reason. Yep. So,
0: if you want to stop sounding salesy, stop selling. Amen. <laughs> Solve a problem. Wait, can you say that one again? Hold on. Can you say that one again? <laughs> I want to make sure everybody Listen, heard that's it. what it is. If you want to stop sounding salesy, stop selling people. Yes. Listen to what they need and ask yourself, "Can I truly help them accomplish that goal?" Mm-hmm. If you can't, be honest with them.
1: Man. It's okay. It's it's much easier said in a podcast mm-hmm. than it is to be d- done in real life because That's great because we had this conversation this week in role play, which is when you are sitting in an appointment with your or sitting across the table from a seller and you want to list their home, it is very hard for you not to try to talk them into listing this home or just taking it at whatever price or whatever commission. If in the back of your mind, you've got, well, I've still got bills to pay well, I'm behind on this car payment or I need to catch up on this thing or I need to pay this. When you are thinking about yourself, you are so tied up in that outcome, it is impossible for you to be present with the person across from you. Um, We literally teach having to detach from the outcome. And how do you actually detach from the Mm -hmm. outcome? Like there's a whole world of theology around how do you detach from an outcome. And how do you actually detach from an outcome? You do the things that we've been talking about earlier, which is you show up every day, you have a large pipeline of people to talk to, because how much easier is it to detach from whether I get this listing if I have four more listings right behind me, right? If I have four other people that I know I can help, I have no problem telling you, Listen. Do you want me to tell you the truth, or do you want me to tell you what I think you want to hear and mm-hmm. what every other agent's going to tell you, right? Yes. So uh, that's really important. You 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 just you really just touched on a vein right there, and it's maybe the most important thing that real estate agents have to pay attention to when we talk about skill set and being able to. You
0: opened up uh, a whole new in these a whole other topic, which is being present. Yeah. And and you're exactly right. By having a full pipeline and not coming from a place of desperation, you can mm-hmm. come from a place of contribution and helping people a little bit more. That's it. And so how to practice that on a day to day basis is when you're doing script and role play have one day a week where when you when you guys are going through your questions pause for 3 seconds it's super awkward mm. but when that when I when we're going back and forth each person pause for 3 seconds and listen to what was just said and force yourself to do that and when you're with somebody it's okay to pause for a second mm. before you answer that's hey, a golden nugget right there. I'm thinking real quick. Let me think about how I want to answer this question. That's okay to say to people. Absolutely. Right? So I think that's really important when it comes to scripting and role, and role play and all that kind of stuff, which yeah. I know we could go on forever. <laughs> go on
1: about forever. This. Yes, We're yes. probably
0: way past our time, Lance. Totally um, you know what I love about this industry? What's that? Is it shows you exactly who you are. Mm. So you're really big on self development and discipline. Oh, yeah. And we do this with our agents. I'm sure you guys do as well. Mm-hmm. Is if you were to look at your last three clients that came into your life, and you and you went through like three things that characterize each of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to show you who you are. Yeah. So if you're dealing with people that are lazy and they're not moving and they're um, whiny and they they're frustrating, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, is that who I am? Mm. If you're bringing in people that are motivated and they're excited and they want to go buy or sell a house, that's probably how you're acting on a day to day basis because you're only attracting who you are. Yeah. How do you how do you guys approach that on your team?
1: Yeah, it's great and becoming a better person. Yeah, and we say it just like this, which is. Your outer world is a direct manifestation of your inner world, right? So I promise you, if right now I walk out to your car and it is a mess, I could walk into one of your real estate deals and it is disorganized, it is discombobulated, and it is an absolute mess. Yes. I can listen to you talk on the phone and try to explain to a seller why you guys should meet and why it makes sense for them to meet with you, and it is a disorganized, discombobulated, chaotic mess. Mm-hmm. Right? It is just the things that are happening inside of you are just showing up. In every single way which goes back to the beginning of our conversation when I said there are no business problems it is literally just the things that are inside of you showing up in the rest of your world Um, so if you're having deals that are falling apart if you have a lack of deals you have lack inside of yourself if you have a lack of drive to get up and go to work right you have a lack inside of yourself because you haven't taken care of yourself Mm -hmm. why would you take care of your business Mm -hmm. right your clients are calling you and they're saying hey I haven't heard from you in two weeks When was the last time you checked in on yourself? When was the last time you went to the gym? When was the last time you looked at what you were eating, right? Your outer world is a direct manifestation of your inner world. That's exactly, and you just hit it on the head, which is it's just you Mm -hmm. showing up in all of these places. How do you want to show up in all these places? you got to start with yourself first, and then it shows up everywhere else.
0: Yeah, and I know you do that on a day-to-day basis. 100%. You know, like you you take care of your physical body, mind, spirit. Everything is important, and I know that trickles down into your team because the team follows the leader. Yeah. And so I think you do a great job of that. I appreciate In terms that. of who you are. Um, another question I have for you when it comes to growing a team. Yeah. Um, how do you keep a good culture in a growth season?
1: Gosh, that is such a good question. So um, the way I'm going to answer this question is by a, just acknowledging the compliment you just gave me. Hmm. And you just gave me the ultimate compliment, which is I do a good job of leading by example. So inside Meraki, we have a number of core values that guide every single decision that you make. And the way I describe core values is if somebody who didn't know you followed you around all day, what would they say about you and what would they say about the organization that you represent? Mm. Okay. That's what I think about. So how do you build a culture and a growth season? You've got to have a specific set of values or decisions or creeds that you live by in such a way that if somebody followed you around, they what would they say about Meraki if they followed me around all day? And that's the messaging that we give to our team. And that's, just the way that we all operate, um, with the understanding that you have to lead by example, which Mm -hmm. is one of the core values. Um, You have to put relationships over transactions, right? That's what we talk about, you detaching from this outcome. If you're really invested in that relationship, now you're having a completely different conversation with people. So how do you build a team in a season like this is the same way you build a team in any season, which is you've got to start with a set of core values, because those core values that happen inside will then manifest and show up outside. And then when people come into our organization or they come and they're like, what the heck is, what kind of Kool-Aid are you guys pouring in the back of this place? Like, why is everybody in here doing 75 hard? And what's with all the diets? And why are people talking about keto and this and that and this and that? And all of these things, like it is truly just a manifestation of inside, we are these core values, and then it shows up everywhere else. And it naturally begins to attract the people who need to be inside of our world. So, yeah, totally. how do you build a team? It starts inside. That's awesome.
0: I mean, yeah. I learned from that that explanation right there. So, I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Please um, do. Please so do. When when you're uh, when you're looking at people, who maybe don't align with the with the business and, and different things like that. Is that something you, that is challenging for you, or is it you know how have you how do you approach those kind of things?
1: Yeah, it's exciting for me. Okay, it's exciting for me. So. Um, and to, re- to understand why it's exciting, you have to understand the mission of Meraki. So our mission is to improve the real estate standards in the real estate industry, mm-hmm. right? So when I say the standards, the standards are how do agents treat their clients, mm-hmm. right? We need to improve that relationship. How do teams treat the team members inside of their organization? We have to improve that standard. How do brokers and teams now coexist in a way in which the brokerage, is benefited and the teams are truly benefited and uplifted. We have to improve that relationship. Yeah. So when I see people that are outside or not living inside of those, like the values or the way in which we think that business could be done so that everybody benefits, I get excited because that's our opportunity to improve the standards of the real estate industry and stay true to the mission that we said that we were setting out to do. That's awesome. So, um, that's
0: I'm gonna it. ask you a question I don't, I've never asked you so I don't know if we're getting a yes or no on this. Oh, but I can't wait. Um, are you focused, and if you're not, I hope you do in the future, are you focused on creating more leaders right now? Yeah. Or just producers? Like, What are you focused on when it comes to creating more leaders inside the organization?
1: Yeah, 100%. It is. We are focused on creating more leaders. So this is something that I learned from Tony Robbins. Um, He talks about we all have these six human needs, right? These things that we need in order to feel fulfilled as human beings. Um, And if you haven't dug into this, like you've got to dig into this, like this research and these topics. So um, two of the things that he says you must have as a human being in order to feel fulfilled in your soul. The two things he talked about are growth and contribution. Like these are the two things that make people feel fulfilled. So for us, in order to create more leaders, we've got to offer people one growth every day and the opportunity to give back to other people. So when we talk about creating leaders, some of the things that we do is we have people on our team shadowing people who have been on our team for longer. That's how we improve the standards of the real estate industry. Yep. You've got to see it done, you've got to hear it done, and you've got to know other people are out there doing what you're doing because it's hard. To improve standards is hard. Mm-hmm. To do things better than other people are doing, it's hard. And um, it's just like if you try when you try to go work out, like you're trying to improve yourself, it is hard but it's a little bit easier if you know somebody else is in there with you. Yep. When you go to a group fitness class and the lady next to you is sweating twice as hard, but she's older than you, right? Yeah. And the guy who's, just, who's even bigger than you is next to you and he's busting his tail and you can give a little bit more.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so that's, that's where all that comes from. So in terms of creating leaders, yep. we give opportunities like shadowing, like teaching, like um, leading different initiatives. Uh, these are all things that we spend a lot of time focused on, so um, 100%. The and-
0: real estate community needs more Byron Thompson and more folks that are disciplined. You know what I'm saying? Sure. So I, I, th- I just think that that's a really important you know, skill set to be focused on yeah. um, is creating more leaders. And if you want to check your skill sets, uh, go have a new agent follow you. Yeah. If you want to check your skill sets, go train a class.
1: Yeah. All right. of a sudden,
0: you've got to be prepared, right? And, and all the things that you think you're doing, you realize I got holes in this. Yeah.
1: Or I could be better. You I find could. out I could be better. Or when you get that confusing, why'd you do that? Or what the heck was that? <laughs> what was that? It, it really holds you accountable. To meeting a certain standard.
0: Absolutely. Look, I, I mean, we went way over our 30, so I really, (laughs) I really, really appreciate you taking the time. Um, I'm sure we'll be having this conversation much more. We have it all the time off camera. So listen, I I appreciate
1: you having me here. And I just want to say like, I love this podcast because I learn from this podcast every week. So I'm honored to be here and be a guest and, uh, I'm looking forward to Will May giving us some more of his insights. (laughs) You interview a lot of people. we got to learn from you, too, brother. I know. I'm excited for You
0: put me on earlier this week. You said something like that. I'm like, all right, now i got to do that because Byron said so. Yes, it's um, time. Look, I appreciate it. Y'all heard it. Byron Thompson's learned from this podcast. Share it. Send it to more folks if you think this is valuable, and we'll see you all next week. Love it.